Gears and Nachos. Special episode, Gears and Nachos. Van edition. Van edition. The muffin van. <laughs> the muffin van. We Not are the muffin van. We are uh, <laughs> sweating like crazy because we are in Florida. And which all of you, if you just tuned in to uh, Discovery Channel, you just witnessed the Monster Jam Breaking World Record Stuntacular Edition. And uh, what you didn't see was that all of us have lost 15 pounds because we're in Florida in summer. In the middle of summer. And we have a couple guests. Some yeah. of them are used to it and some are not. That's right. Um, we've, uh, and it's because uh, the reason we have some guests because we have no choice because we've yeah. been living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Literally, there's a river. I see it through the woods. All right. Uh, tell us who we got here, though. Uh, so uh, the first up, we have Barry Masauer. I think that's how you say his name. He's here. Got it. Do your zombie eyes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As I grab petrol bikes. Yeah. Some snacks. Yep. His favorite snack of yep. the muffin van. Yes, and they're still here. I, and then we also have my father, Dennis Anderson. Yeah. Who is the snack master himself. Mm -hmm. I sang him the menu earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bar didn't break, break, break wind. He did break wind. But. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's been happening a lot in the van. Yeah. yeah. The muffin van's prone for the wind breaking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but okay. he didn't break, uh, break yeah. a, uh, a moment. When Dennis said, someone give me a snack, but sing me the menu. Barry, straight into like quartet. Boom. It was beautiful. It was. I, I'm, beautiful. Uh, I'm actually upset he hasn't sang before. Yeah. And then Well, I'm, I really, I asked you to sing it. You did? Yes. It was and, me? Yeah. Oh. And you just. He him hawed around. I hesitated. You just, you know. I hesitated. You, you, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. You hesitated. Dang, I got Barry nervous. jumped on stage. I didn't want the legendary Dennis Anderson to judge me for my singing skills. So How did hand, the Muffin Man get the name? Well, we also have an encore, by the way, yeah. from our friend Ryan Anderson, Mr. Son of a Digger himself, yep. who we're going to probably at some point get into the, the what he ordered last night at the Mexican restaurant. Oh, Without a doubt. Without no, a doubt. I have been a star player in not only the, the role of the Muffin Van, but just the entire attitude of this entire trip. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag van life. Oh. No, I have embraced this. And embraced it with all my friends. Yeah, we may just uh, give up on like flying around, you know, when Monster Jam comes back and we're able to get back out and do some events and stuff. We probably won't fly around anymore. Yeah. We probably just by will. choice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll they'll call us and say, Hey, we're ready to book your flights. And we'll say, Nope, thank you. Got it taken care of. The encore of the muffin band. We're gonna work well, on getting a muffin sponsor. Yeah, yeah. any muffin sponsors. Yeah, I tell you what, if we that's what I was thinking, if we really go went big time with this yeah. and got a muffin sponsor, uh -huh. we probably should get an R V as they make them. Yeah. <laughs> I know we Rebels. talked about it. We talked about it, but it's almost too good. Maybe we just get a muffin van high top. Edition. High top. So we yeah. actually stand up in here. Sprinter. Sprinter. So yeah. essentially, yeah. you know, we had to drive down here, and uh, uh, the Andersons, of course, were our uh, east coast, uh, North Carolina, at the Outer Banks. And it was going to be 14 and a half, 15 hour drive, or maybe 14 hour it's about drive. 14 for straight. us, right from the shop there. And, or it was going to be 14 and a half hours for you to drive something to pick me up. Uh, in, in Kernersville, North Carolina, and come on, boogie on down to Florida. And as soon as they, I started putting the numbers together, yep. and as intelligent as I am, I knew exactly what we were doing, and yeah. Bryce was on board. We drove out to Kernersville, and we picked up this guy with a mohawk on the side of the road, and, and we headed south. So, and I thought it was going to be like a nice SUV or something like that, and you guys pull <laughs> up in this. It's like, it's not even like a 15-passenger van. It's like a 23-passenger van, it feels like. <laughs> yeah. It is enormous. 
Yeah, uh, but I will say in true Anderson fashion, you saw a, 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 a situation and you made it better. You took out I had a, a row of seats, multiple rows actually. Yep. yep. They they told us at the rental agency. They said, uh, I asked the lady, I said, can I please take these seats out and, and she put a couple in there? So we got luggage and gear and stuff. And she was like, Oh no no no, sir, you absolutely cannot take these out. So uh, first instinct, drive to our buddy's bait shop about uh, I don't know five miles up the road from the <laughs> from the rental place Big and John. Big John and uh, River. <laughs> City bait and tackle. River City bait and tackle. Yeah, little, give him a, little, giving him a plug. Yeah, give him a little plug there. That's going to cost you a pull. <laughs> but uh, went up there and offloaded, and it looks like he's got a, a bunch of church pews lined up in his in the back of his bait shop now. And uh, we set up a good deal. Uh-oh, we got a no. Oh, we, I thought we had, we're in the van. We're yeah. in the van right now on site, and there is just... People, People nonstop everywhere. knocking on the door trying to get to us. Well, and if you hear a little buzzing in the background, by the way, it's our AC unit on blast. Oh, yeah. We haven't it's shut right. this van off in three that days. That thing's not right. Our, it is the not. muffin van has been has not let us down on anything except for the temperature reading unit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wrong. But it's yeah. essentially a big giant fish tank that we're sitting in and trying to keep cool. And yeah. Dennis keeps fussing at me. So, <laughs> you know, I keep like trying to like, you know, I'm with the legend. I'm with Dennis Anderson. You know, you don't hang out with Dennis Anderson that much. And he gets in and just reams me from the get-go. And I feel like your personal chauffeur. I drove away for a second to take Bari to a photo shoot. You know, because yeah. it's 95 million degrees outside. And I wanted Bari yeah, to get there. You just hit it. You just hit it. 95 million degrees. Yeah. And so you're my chauffeur, my yeah. chauffeur. <laughs> and you drive off and be standing in the field next to an ant fire ant pile. <laughs> and I'm looking at my watch. And it was like 13 minutes later. I had to have somebody call you, and we actually got a radio yep. yeah. and a channel for the muffin van. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the best part. We get here this morning, and this is day whatever that we've been five, here. Actually, six, I'm going to go ahead and break. Four, we showed up late this yeah. morning. Yeah. First time. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was First awesome. time. Our, our, our call time is basically, it's 5.30. We have to be on site at 5.30, mm -hmm. so we've been getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning for the past four, day, four or five days or whatever. And uh, we honestly, we were all on time, but our uh, other guest that's been living in the van uh, and has a world record sit in the van, mm -hmm. uh, Kristen Anderson, uh, she, she was running a little late this morning because she forgot to set her alarm, so we left her and then had to return and go get her. And on the way back, we get a phone call, I think Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah got we got a phone call from our boss, essentially. Um, and I'm like, oh crap, you know, here we go. Trouble. Like the, the meeting had started yeah. and we are missing it. And he's like, hey, where are you guys at? Oh, we're on the way. We're this far away. We are in the hotel parking lot. <laughs> um, and he's like, okay, cool. Uh, just to let you know, when you get here, I've got a radio for you for the muffin van. You're going to be channel five. So if we ever need you or anybody in the van, you're good. The legitimacy of the muffin van has escalated in yeah. a matter of four days. Yes. Yeah. Now, to get okay, now speaking of that whole thing, here she is, Kristen. The yeah. star. Yeah, the star. The star of the cat nap fever. Van yes, life. of van life. Ah, thanks for having me, guys. She's yeah, the current all record holder for the longest muffin van sit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're still going, and the clock starts now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't think Kristen left the van the other day for about seven hours. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. a champion, born and bred. It's the in best my blood. thing was, is she fell asleep and you know, on her own, totally comfortable in her spot. Woke up and was mad at us. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. Who was talking? Be honest. It was just who? Who woke you up? Oh, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, yeah. I might have flatulated a little bit. As well. <laughs> oh, God. Was no, Ryan fought oh. and that's no. That's when. That's when. All right. This is how it goes down. The whole van was on shutdown. We were all on quarantine. 
I think uh, Ryan and I were in the in the front seats here, and then uh, and the back. Yeah, the dad was here in the back, and then Kristen was curled up on the bench seat, and then Bryce was in the very back. And uh, all of a sudden, Ryan looks at me, and he just like makes this face, and I knew exactly what he had done. <laughs> and he had released what we think uh, potentially could kill the coronavirus. And I swear to you, so he, me laughing, I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to hold it back because I just want to see what everybody did. And I, Dad was sleeping there, complete silence. And then I start hearing, <laughs> it went in his mouth and woke him up. And then Bryce, within seconds, was up after him and yep. said, what is, oh, it was so, I was chewing on it, buddy. Yeah. It was so bad. It was like Gosh, a you guys. beef jerky. Yeah. It was Dad one of my more powder moments for sure. <laughs> Dag blame it. Dag blame it. Dag um kids these days. Uh, who's on call now? Oh, we're hitting the call. Nope, he's not uh, okay. in here. Okay, no. He's never been a guest in the Muffin Man. Yeah, we can't, we can't compete with it's his contract classy. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Muffin, we couldn't find a good name, by the way, for all of you curious. I know you just logged off of a really cool stunt show, and you want us to talk about those, and we may or may not. <laughs> but uh, the, it got this name. We were fighting for a name. I mean, I think we called what we call it there for a minute? Chupacabra. 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 Uh, that didn't stick. Nah, we had another right. one, and it didn't stick. And then all of a sudden, we had a, a wrapped-up muffin left over in our snack pot. And we, we, everyone in the mornings at 4.30 a.m. are grabbing these muffins. We're all grabbing one, thinking we're going to eat it and enjoy it like a true American. And then we get here, and we don't ever touch these muffins for some reason. Yeah. So Adam, of course, in, in true Anderson fashion of doing some, just having this great idea I think it was Kristen, nowhere. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Kristen made the name, actually. Yeah, I was going to call it the Muffin Van because someone yeah. stuck a blueberry well, muffin. I stuck the That's blueberry muffin. Was, muffin. Yeah. It's on, there's one on the antenna That's right now. That's the story I was telling, sorry, guys. But I didn't know if you knew she made the name up. Daggone it. I only got one shot to tell uh, a story, and the Andersons sorry. always got to hog it. Sorry. All right? It was my idea, Bryce. Share the microphone. It was a my idea. <laughs> Daggone it, man. Bryce, yeah, I own you the will rights fail. to the name Crap. Muffin Van. You're going to take the You haven't done Nothing for this family, so you're gonna take this. Oh man, I, I, I took some trash out earlier from it. Did so, you? Yeah, so, I've swept. But it. anyway, back to it. Though. No, no, you told the end. Really? Matter, I just want to make sure you had your, everything in a line. Yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah, keep oh, going. You can finish it. All okay, time. Adam put a muffin on top of the antenna, and, and Chris called him up a fan. It's been there oh. ever since. So see what happens when you take the punchline away. I'm taking the liberty of designing a logo. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Bari's future muffin vans. Yep. Yeah, everybody, you have to know Bari, but if you don't know Bari that well, he's actually an extremely talented graphic designer, designer and rap artist or whatever. Not like rap, rap artist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he did actually throw down a pretty good rap earlier. <laughs> 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 but like a, he does the, the graphic raps. So uh, He's more of a quartet guy from what we saw from the Snack yeah. Sing song. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm not very savvy on my music terms, but either way, Bari is... Definitely going to make us a logo for the muffin van, and the muffin van will prevail. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to sell stickers starting at $150. Dennis is, <laughs> Dennis that, is teaching little, us. That, that's a little much. I mean, <laughs> we need to. Yeah. Hold on. Let's back it down, guys. We, we, we are, we, we are trying to get some funding for the muffin van trips that we do. So I think $50. Per sticker. Per well, sticker, and we all will sign them. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we all will sign we them. include in our cost of good is 
goods is the price of these snacks uh, that we've been buying from gas stations every day. Oh, that's true. It's like, I mean, normally well, you get you would get all these snacks for maybe 50 bucks, but we spent like $100 a day on how snacks. How about these yeah. right here? How about how expensive oh, these are? Yeah. They're pretty cheap. Yeah. Talk about the. We need, we need, we need to go to our marketing team yeah. when we get one. Price. And get yeah. them to get us <laughs> some sponsorship. Well, this is the first one we're trying to work on right plug. here. Yeah. Well, what's the name? Go ahead, Ryan. You're the one that bought it. I am a connoisseur of these things. And I actually, one of the my favorite parts is they're not in the normal section you would think this type of item would be at. It's just a little bit different, but it's one of those things that just, it just, it's such a refresher when you yeah. find it, when you use it. <laughs> you know, it just, you can't really explain it that well. Until you do it yourself. You have to experience okay. this. Yeah. These are called, uh, oh, first off, let me give you a couple more details. Okay. Yeah, Plant source fibers. Okay. Uh, Biodegradable. I, aloe. <laughs> aloe infused. <laughs> for soothing. Nice. Fragrance free. So, 48 ooh, of them in each pack. That's Made a, in the U.S. That's important to Extra me. large. Yeah. But these are called dude wipes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dude. Now, Bryce, take dude. it away. <laughs> They're flushable. Well, They're tasty. <laughs> <laughs> They're refreshing. They're refreshing. <laughs> well, let's just say uh, the packs are pretty much used. Uh, they're very <laughs> empty <laughs> after uh, about six days of traveling together. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what's better. Maybe this will be the the, uh, the debate that we have in another episode is uh, a bidet versus wipes. You know, the Anderson family, you guys are wipes families. I've never tried a bidet. I bought a bidet and it wouldn't work. You know, oh, that's just the water. Gosh. So well, don't don't waste your money on one. Go out to the garden hose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, try that try first. Out. If yeah. you're comfortable with it, then get a bidet. All right. Well, I'm not comfortable with the concept at all, but I will say this. You want to laugh? Go on Amazon and look at bidets and read their reviews. That's, yeah. <laughs> because, like, people are very positive on bidets and their rationale for it is hilarious. It's very I've, graphic. No, no, but it's, it's, it's ama- like the analogies they give because <laughs> no one wants to just say exactly what it does and why they love it. Like so they, they give analogies and it's fantastic. Well, you know, I, and honestly, when you're talking about bidets, uh-huh. yeah. they don't use them enough. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you, you can do more than just, you know, Cleanse a butt. Yep. You could clean a fish with it. You can you can put it on the dock. Oh, bidets. bidets versus oh, dude wipes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guest that's appearance. That's the conversation I just walked in on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we were trying to get to like our experience here. Mr. Jamie Dolson came. He's letting all of our, our cool AC. air out of the van. Yeah. Just trying to borrow. Something. He obviously doesn't understand van life, and so we've got to explain this to him. But that's because he's working hard. Are we on GoPro or FaceTime or Zoom? Both. No. no. Well, well, oh, no. Welcome to the Muffin Van. Not Zoom. Not Zoom. Just <laughs> podcasting. Oh, God. It's yeah. life. So, it's so far, it's been about, I told everybody. Muffin Van. It's been about yeah. dude wipes. Um, and we're basically just telling our pattern. story about yeah. Muffin yeah. Van. So, this yeah. is a lot oh, of fun. Oh, is this the wrenches and... Yeah. yeah. Gears and nachos. I've been talking to Sally wrenches, and them. Obviously, Jamie... Wrenches and tacos, Jamie. I think it is. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, this is Gears and nachos van edition. I'm 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 destroyed. COVID edition. You have, you have yeah. essentially just wrecked my heart with your just getting our name wrong and everything, Jamie. That's right, Bruce. <laughs> Back to you, Andy. Back to you. Last name Jenner. So obviously we're we're sweating our butts off, but it's been an amazing week so far, and, and uh, we've had a lot of efforts gone into so much stuff with this uh, this whole experience of ours, and uh, we're trying to figure out when this thing is probably going to end. Probably never. So that's what we're thinking. But Dennis, how do you think the week has gone so far, my friend? No, it's going good. I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of efforts gone into everything that we've done, so that's why we are not giving up. 
you know, we've got one little hiccup in uh, in something we're doing right now, and well, I got to tell you, there are they're going to be watching. They're going to hear this after they see this. Yeah. Right. So you know, they've watched it. They've seen all the craziness. So we can tell them what's actually going on right I now. I mean, oh. we're not really getting that into detail with it, but yeah. this is airing after. Well, pretty much, they're back there busting their butts, sweating. And these guys are, I'm telling you, man, they were hoping this was going to go off without a hitch yeah. and they could get out of here. These guys have been out here grueling for, you know, over a week to make all this happen. They're back in the pits right now, tearing a motor out of the stunt truck, putting a brand new motor in it. Something and like that. They said that they're going to do it in 45 minutes, but Thanks I don't for know. joining us, Jamie. Yeah. All see right, you. Jamie, see ya. See ya, Jamie. All right, now get back out. to our store. Ah, <laughs> 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 Uh, really right. The only episode he listens to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you're going to be in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I did switch gears there pretty fast, but that's gears and not you. Gears and not you. All right. So, Bari, let's talk Yo. about you, my friend. Okay. So, Mr. Donut Man sets a Guinness World Record. Two of them. Two, Two. World Two. Records for donuts. All right. How many is he? In 60 seconds? 40. 44. 45,000. Yeah, I think, it felt like it. Okay, so on one day we were trying to work through this, some some issues, and my man took a lot of had to take a lot of attempts because you go ahead and tell them. But I I will say I was worried for Barry after day one, like we like his health and everything was pretty, uh, you know, his equilibrium was off after you do like 135 million donuts. Yeah, <laughs> which we really did say about 135 one day. Yeah, so was, tell them what happened. So we we ended up you know trying it out, and I came close, but the problem was. I had to do this in a 71-foot diameter circle, and uh, you know with that a, sounds big until yeah. you actually see it. Right, right. it sounds with big truck with the truck with in the, the truck middle. in it. You know, and you know to be able to control a truck for a minute inside a circle like that, in the conditions we had, it's tough. You know, so every time we kind of skated out of the circle before the minute uh, was elapsed. So uh, we we just tried and tried and tried until I, I kind of got a little dizzy and. Uh, I don't know if it was a combination of, you know, the heat, you know, multiple days of that, and then back-to-back uh, -back doing the donut so many times, and then you start to lose focus because you just want that record so bad. Um, you just want to do good for, for yourself, for everybody that's going to watch it, and you, know, you want everybody to succeed that's here doing this whole deal because it's real special. So. Um, you got somebody in your ear saying, okay, you're at this time, you're at that time, or are you just, they just leaving you alone and telling you when to stop? Yeah, the, we only had really one audible signal on the radio, and that was just, the word was edge, mm. because I wanted to know when I was getting close to the edge, but honestly, when the motor's, you know, blaring at 6,500 RPMs, you can't understand what somebody is saying, so that's why we just came up with one word. Even if I don't understand what he's saying, I know he's keying up the radio and I can hear him say edge or whatever he's going to say. And then the signal to stop was a multiple stop, 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 stop. So I knew the difference. I could tell the difference between the two signals. So it uh, just took you know, some time and we, we figured out that the, um, the grade on the actual battery, the grade on the actual um, asphalt where we were doing it was causing the truck to just skate down to the same spot and go out of bounds mm. so um, they said they, it was kind of a setup for failure almost to a certain extent it's you cannot once the truck starts to spin no matter what you do it's it's just gravity honestly right. it's so slick it's like it's on yeah. ice so it's just gonna go where the lowest point is so it was, that's really hard to stay there 
especially for one minute. It's yeah. Now, you know, it's almost impossible. It was from what we saw. We well, got to see. And then the legendary Dennis Anderson, you know, wanted to you know be helpful, <laughs> and you know, I saw him walk over there to Barry's truck, and of course I would listen. Yeah. Right. Dennis Anderson pops his head in my cab and says, "Hey, man, whatever, whatever you were telling Barry." And yeah. uh, that actually didn't quite solve the problem we were having, but it was a valiant effort. So what happened, <laughs> right. Dennis? Well, I wanted him to kind of maybe slow down his rotation because he told you it was turning like 6,500. But you can get in a donut with this thing and spin it like 7,500, almost 8,000 RPMs, and the truck will get out of control with you. It'll actually gyro and turn over. So there is some skill with the throttle that Barry was already using, trying to either you know walk the truck around or keep it maintained with all four on the ground. And, um, and I was just going over there just suggesting, you know, maybe let's straighten the, the rear tires up. It has, you know, front and rear steer on it. He's got both of them cranked in. Straighten it up and it would slow the donut down and hold him in one spot. But at the end of the day, that didn't work. And it was actually, it was a surface, man. The grade was just, you know, it was just so off that, um, you know, but you know what? You did it and you got yeah, it done. Man. and. You know, you conquered, and we have set, you have set a world record. Two of them. And, 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 yeah, two, two of them. Two, two in my yeah. eyes, you know, Bari is the spin master. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Watch Damn. out, Candon Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the spin master. All right, so aside from that giant uh, lightning bolt I just saw, let's uh, go on to Kristen here. Was <laughs> it really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, just within six miles, we've got to evacuate. So, Kristen, uh, our new high jump record setter, and you went freaking high on this hit. Uh, way higher than you were going in your practice runs, because of course you weren't trying to set the record in practice, just getting the feel for the truck and everything like that. Uh, let's talk about the landing, because it's amazing what the truck was able to absorb, but of course these trucks don't absorb everything. Uh, it looked a little bit painful, but uh, ultimately, was it worth it to get the record? Absolutely. It absolutely was. Yeah, uh, definitely when I was doing the practice runs and everything, it was just kind of like mechanical. Like the, I sat, had the truck set up just right. It was going down the downside of the ramp, going down the downside. I was like, oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. And then like, you know, they backed me up a little bit farther and then something happened when they were like, okay, this is for Guinness. Like, this is the real deal. Yeah. So I was like, freaking going for it, man. So. That <laughs> 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 <I> was close. <laughs> We're freaking going for it, man. We've so. never had to edit. Yeah, oh. So, uh, had a little uh, microphone malfunction. But, yep, snack reset. But it was uh, perfect for for the, the muffin van because, I, honestly, I did go over here and uh, Dennis started ordering me around again and wanted, like, a bunch of snacks. But we found brownies. We found muffins. Chris is getting some Cheez-Its. I think we're in better spirits all of a sudden. Hey, yeah. we'll let everybody know what I'm eating here. Oh, that, see? Is it, that's hey, a good I mean, decision. Yeah, it is. And Made with it, organic yeah. rolled oats. Right. And really, basically, this is like, all I'm doing is teaching you a lesson because these are actually yours. Yep. This is the last one. Oh. So you have an empty box. <laughs> this is what it feels like when you get left standing in a field. It's like drives <laughs> off and leaves you. So he just, he just ate my last Cliff Bar, Blueberry Crisp, and uh, that's okay because, you know, it's Dennis Anderson. He can do what he wants. <laughs> uh, Ryan Anderson, Mr. Bicycle Man himself. Let's talk about this. I mean, I didn't get to talk about me landing that. Oh, yeah, talk oh, about you landing that. Yeah, that's right. No, Chris, oh, so talk, about your, talk about your hit and talk about your that moment that you knew like you were at the peak of the hit, the jump. Well, what changes that high up? 
you want me to hold your cheese when I took you? off and it was just I knew that I was way big and way over jumping because it felt way bigger than obviously the couple practice hits that I was hitting but I also was waiting at any point to come down the down ramp and I wasn't I was just kept falling and falling and falling and gravedigger 34 landed like a potato on <laughs> flat ground um, currently Kind of sore, not bad, kind of sore, and uh, it was worth it. Yeah. And now I'm a world record holder. Yeah, you are. Now you can talk about Ryan. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. No, I'm just and kidding. And moving on next. <laughs> next. I will say it was uh, it was outrageous how high you got. I, I so. think it was one of the, the more exciting attempts. Yep. Uh, that this week and I, sure. I think the high jump too and the good news is so we're measuring it from here on out from at the lowest point of the tire like the bottom no no, no the top of the, of the rear tire top right? of the rear tire from, oh. from the top of the takeoff ramp yep. to the top of the rear tire is the measurement oh and it, and it one you know good that. thing is they've also taken Cynthia's which was measured a different way and uh, measured everything out recalculated via, uh, yeah recalculated recalculated and figured out her distance and figured out that Kristen smoked it. Yep. yep. Sweet. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think Cynthia's is holding the record. If, okay, so if you revise Cynthia's and bring it back from the top tire to the back tire, yep. Cynthia's about 21 feet and I'm holding 34 feet right now. It's awesome. It's going to be hard to break too because that was high. But I feel bad yep. for anybody that's got to break that. Yeah. Gonna be, it's, honestly, that's one thing about that is it's, she absolutely maxed out that ramp setup. Like, not necessarily the takeoff ramp. Like, you can obviously hit things faster and faster and faster, but there really isn't a much more mile an hour left in that ramp. It's so aggressive, so short, so steep mm-hmm. that they really can't hit it a whole lot faster. And also, she jumped basically to flat ground, like she over jumped the landing area. Mm-hmm. So, without revising that, making it longer, and all these different changes, it's going to be really hard to beat that without just absolutely just dominating yourself and demolishing the truck by landing completely in the flat. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was awesome. I'm glad you had to do it, not me. <laughs> All right, Ryan Anderson, Mr. Bicycle Man. Uh, it was ridiculous. It's always ridiculous watching you do anything on two wheels. And uh, we had to find all these interesting ways to help you to kind of get set up for this thing. Walk us through it. Yeah, so going for the bicycle distance record in a Monster Ham truck was, to be honest with you, I came in here kind of like... I guess you could say cocky, like feeling like, all right, this is, I got this. Because, you know, in the stadium, you know, however many, you know, a couple hundred feet here or there, maybe, you know, maybe 100 feet, you can pop it up and, like, you know, everything feels great. You run out of room. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, I thought I could just go forever with that. Well, my goal was to beat 1,625 feet. And uh, it absolutely, like, beat me down. Yeah. Three days worth of attempts. Of course, day number one. The prior abuse uh, of me and the truck showed its uh, ugly face and the motor exploded. Oh gosh. <laughs> Day one of practice. But it, honestly, it was kind of a good thing because they really wanted to start from square one on trying things. So we we're trying to shoot this thing down a drag strip, trying to balance a 12,000 pound truck on two wheels is ridiculous. And then to try to shoot that gap down a drag strip, you know, next down to 40 feet wide, was almost basically impossible so uh then we we took that time to reset some things changed the ramp up still really wanted to go down the drag strip but i honestly did too i thought it was gonna be really cool looking changed the ramp up tried it it was just i i, I made it 600 feet i think and it was i was all over the place bouncing off the walls and stuff so 
moved out into the grass. The grass was honestly more forgiving overall. I think in, in the end, honestly, asphalt may have been the answer, just not having any boundaries, not having a, a, a point that I had to shoot down. So on the grass, perfect ramp, perfect settings. We tried everything with the truck. And honestly, I was I was struggling after 500 feet. It would just, the truck wanted to get crazy. I was having to save it. I actually crashed a couple of times. It was pretty cool. Um, but I, I finally did, you know, it was, it was honestly my last, basically my last attempt. Truck was getting ready to run hot. Time was up. Film was up. Everything was just last, last, last minute. And I was also already on borrowed time as it was. I was supposed to be done the day before. I took another day, a third day of trying this. And I made it 891 feet, I think it was. Gosh. And, and it was honestly, I was kind of excited about it, even though it wasn't quite my goal. It's still, uh, by the Guinness regulations, it's the world record. Yep. And uh, it was really cool because it wasn't a perfect one the whole way down. Mm-hmm. I almost lost it like three times. Yeah. yeah so to awesome. me, that was the coolest. Yeah. Part, yeah. We're know, sitting like, there watching and we're like, oh, he, oh it's going to fall. It's done. Oh, it's, oh, it's done. Oh, he's going yeah. to the fence. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. Yep. He's coming. We commentate. We should have we should have recorded that. Yeah. 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 Yep. There was another huge lightning strike. It's on its way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, now we're gonna. Now this is gonna be our weather report. Yep. This I'm like that guy from uh, Police Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't the only ones doing this kind of cool stuff. There's a guy in here that's gone pretty fast a few times. Oh yeah. A couple yeah. times. A couple times. A little bit of nitro in his blood. Mm-hmm. Maybe a mohawk. Whoop. Yep, and he may or may not be the only person in the world to ever turn triple digits on the MPHs in a monster truck. Triple digit, triple yeah. digit. Yeah, it did feel good to get the hundred mile an hour mark. I you can know? believe it. And uh, the fact that essentially it's the same truck, we kind of lowered it uh, and, and things like that. So it's not like I'd want to go and air that thing out the way it is currently. <laughs> I would love to Ooh. see that. Yeah, it'd be yeah, great. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be like yeah, initiation to monster jam. Yeah, welcome to monster jam. But essentially, I mean, it, it could go out and freestyle and do something. I mean, it's not been so modified to that point for a drag strip. So, um, and that's what's kind of cool. But we, I, honestly, I thought we'd come down here and just blow the record out of the water. Like I thought, I, I kind of did too. Yeah, I kind of did too. I didn't think there'd be too much drama to it. Honestly, I'm just yelling. I didn't think there was. Yeah, so I thought we'd come down here maybe go 105, 110, because uh, these motors can put out so much power. We came down here and the humidity is awful. Water grains in the air, and if you think about what that, that motor's doing to create power, there's so much air and or so much oxygen in the air. When there's so many water grains in the air, it competes with the oxygen getting down in the motor. It's like breathing through a straw almost. And so the more the higher the water grains number, the less we're going to be able to kind of shove some of that that air into the intake. And that's what you want on a, on a drag strip to, to get the motor to kind of stand up on top end. So we struggled with that on our race passes, and honestly, we could not get this thing above about 98 miles an hour. Um, and so finally, they kind of let me want to, to, to try some things. I went back and talked with Richard Midget, who builds our motors, um, and, and was kind of looking at stuff on the computer. He and I got a game plan together, and we thought, felt like we were waiting too late to do a couple things. Uh, Driving-wise, I can't give all our secrets away, so we can go out there and yeah, break it back yeah. again. Uh, but essentially, with the game plan of everybody and, and everyone kind of getting their heads together, we were just able to clip into the, the triple digits. And, and to take home the triple digits, man, that's cool to me. I'll take it, be the first one to 100 miles an hour in a, something that weighs, you know, essentially 10,000 pounds, normally 12,000 pounds. But um, anyway, it's, it's a cool thing to have, and I'm glad I've got it. It means a lot to the family. I know my grandfather, people are still alive, he's going to get an absolute kick out of this just because of all the times that we celebrated fast runs and, 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 you know, growing up and things like that would be really cool. So I'm happy. 
were yeah, like butter going down the track. It was, it was smooth. It was. The, smooth. Yeah. it was insane how smooth the truck was. But Bryce kind of like didn't really play up or didn't really get into the detail. Like there's so much stuff went into this. I'm not going to give away his secrets necessarily, but so many things that we've had in Monster Jam that we honestly take for granted at times because we're just out here thrashing the trucks. We just want them to run long and not break. Well, now we finally actually got to use a lot of our tools and utensils that we don't always use. Like the Holly EFI system, it was really impressive to me. Every run, we were able to watch everything. How fast Bryce accelerated. Oh, and Muffin Van. Oh, oh, Muffin Van's okay. getting the call. Go for okay. Muffin Van. <laughs> Go for Muffin Van. <laughs> Directly after the next event at the Florida Mental Health Access, we are going to start shooting the um, Guinness truck with the frame. So if anyone wants to get into hair and makeup and get prepped and ready to go, you are welcome to. Oh, yeah. Uh, who would be the first to go into hair and makeup? Copy that. Kristen Anderson will be on the way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, follow quickly by Mohawk Guy. Yeah. I need someone to address that. So, uh, so a lot of fun here. Adam Anderson, we can't, before we get called to do really cool things, uh, Mr. Adam Anderson himself had an eight truck jump, which was outrageous. Uh, but but this is something kind of unique and interesting. Uh, a lot of fans, a lot of us, and me personally, I've never seen you not in a Gravedigger truck. Right? Yeah. Obviously, I know you've been in trucks other than Gravedigger in your early career, uh, but you are, you did something a little bit different in this one, and it was odd for me. It wasn't. You know, normally, I honestly, I've been asked a few times. I did. I, I worked my way up and drove in a few other trucks, but now I, I've come to the point where I feel like I've earned my way, and I'm not. I'm not meant to be anything else in another truck. Well, it's a little bit different because doing this with Discovery Channel, and we are going to be the opener for Shark Week. We yeah. were. We were. I mean, we they, were. Well, yeah, we were. Shark Week. Shark Week now. Yeah. You've now Shark Week. This. Yes. Yeah. So watch this. Now we're talking about yeah. it. Yes. So I drove. You know, I was in Megalodon. Yeah. And how cool was that? And honestly, not only because I've watched Shark Week since I was a kid, mm -hmm. and now I, I got to honor and open up for Shark Week. What, what, what bigger honor could there be besides blowing my back out for them? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was so cool. It was horrible. So I didn't think you were actually going to clear it. When you hit the ramp and, and uh, the trajectory, I was like, he's going to land on Brody. I, I honestly felt the same. Yeah. I did like, too. It was like yeah. at I the, the, the two-thirds mark, it was like, it kind of like, it just like skipped along a little yeah. bit farther than it, it really looked like it was going to. Mm -hmm. It was uh, it was pretty wild. It was pretty Where, are you going, Todd? You gone? Yeah, Todd, yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. All right. All right. Uh, okay. We're going to okay, Todd. All right. Come back later. Todd came and visited for a second. He's got to go out and. Uh, he's getting ready to just do some risk of life and limb yeah. out here as we're sitting in a van in air, air conditioning. You've probably seen the memes where the, the guys jump around with the coffin on their shoulder. Oh, stop. <laughs> it is oh, the most risky no. thing. It is the most risky thing ever. Is, we'll let is. him talk about it then when he comes back. We're getting, yeah. we're getting, we're all actually pretty nervous. Uh, yeah. For Todd, yeah. So. yeah he's actually, I was just, he's really hard. To, it's really hard to get Todd's head though. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I was just, I was like, I was like, how are you feeling? Like mentally, like how are you feeling? He is, he's but he's like, good. He's good at, but he's good at hiding it. He's very yeah. good at hiding. Yeah. I was, I ran with quite a few seasons with Todd, and he's a he's a great competitor. He's really tough, but it, he does. He's very good at hiding his emotions and his feelings. And uh, I know, as we look at him right now, as he's standing outside talking to his wife in his underwear, that he's <laughs> fearing for his life right now because we all are. Well, he obviously loves the pressure. And, he does, and that's the one thing. As hard of a time as I give Todd. Leduc, 
Um, I always credit him with the fact that he backs it up. Yeah. So he does talk a lot of trash to a lot of competitors, try to get in everyone else's head. Uh, but golly, man, he you know he's, he, he's he doing backs it. it up more than I wish he would. That got it. Yeah, he's doing it <laughs> as a competitor to him. So yeah, anyway. he's out here explaining to his wife how he's going to gyrate and make a thing, and I'm narrating it right now, and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> So, Dennis, let's talk, man. I mean, I think a lot of people obviously are going to want to listen. Hey, I broke two world records. What? Oh, oh yeah. Crap, yeah. Really? How did I forget about this in great Because bigger. we did it like three days ago. Gosh, it was awesome. Go for it, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a wheelie, you know. It was a power wheel. It was. It was a wheelie, and I was nervous. Yeah, but here's why. why tell them why it was going to be so hard. Well, like, I'll we, tell you why I, I thought when I say that I get the call, and they're talking about doing this whole thing. And I'm pumped. I get to do two jumps behind the wheel of Gravedigger. Then it changed to the Megalodon thing. Awesome, cool. Did my eight truck jump. Just barely made it. Felt like jumping a potato as Kristen did. <laughs> um, but then also, you know, I, they were said I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be eligible to do the world's longest wheelie in a monster truck. And I'm like, shoot, I got that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, all day. Yeah. All day. Set and then they're like, and like, and then they caught. Then I caught, talked to them like, oh, you can't touch the wheelie bar. I'm like. Or what do you chassis. mean? The chassis, yeah. wheelie bar, nothing. It's like, what do you mean? Like the wheelie bar we made to do wheelies? Yeah. <laughs> Can't use that. And so, so then I'm kind of like, oh man, well, we basically designed these trucks not necessarily to not do wheelies. That's why I put a wheelie bar on it so we can protect the trucks to continue doing wheelies. Mm. Um, so you don't ever find that fine line, that really good balance point. Like the nose end of the trucks, there's no front bumper. So to do a nose wheelie, not that it's easier to do that at all. But there is no, the, the bodies are there. You can hit the bodies. They just fold up out of the way and stuff. But that thing, uh, I was so nervous because the back of our chassis is so long that it hangs out. And it's almost like it's right with the tires. Mm -hmm. So it's flush with the tires. So can I get to this point to where it doesn't touch? And um, then they tell me, they didn't really say a length because there's nothing really recorded. But there was a guy in Australia, and he did like 500 and. 20 some feet or 38 mm. feet, something like that. And I, and without touching, I'm like, dang. And then I finally found a video and watched it. I'm like, man, well, their trucks are a little bit different. You know, this is going to be tough. And then also they had like a mechanical ramp. So it wasn't as disturbing to the truck to get it set up. You didn't have to power through. It wasn't so violent to get the truck up. Mm -hmm. So then I'm kind of like, oh, and I'm just pretending like I was pretending I was Todd Duke, Like I didn't care about anything, but honestly, deep inside, I, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it, it uh, ended up, I was able to get, uh, we did some testing kind of like Ryan did, and they wanted to do it down the, the drag strip, and I'm like, man, it was just beating my brains out trying to do the slap wheelie off of a jersey barrier. And I got a couple, but it would never stay straight, and it was so difficult and inconsistent. Well, they go out there, and we then they move it to the grass, and they build a dirt ramp. I'm like, man, if you could just give me what I have in a stadium setting, I can do a wheelie all day long off of it. And I first thing, I lay down one that's like, 300 some feet or 200 almost 300 feet man it was awesome but and i did a couple more and then i finally nailed one it was six what i don't even know what was six six ninety six maybe yeah what six ninety something you forgot your record that's i did that's terrible uh, it's on your flag no. uh, he's only had the sharpie no, oh, okay. uh, oh 20 I thought, well, no, that was Ryan's. Eight, 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 yeah, that's what it was. Six twenty-four. Six twenty-four was the. It's a lot further than any of us could. Yeah, out. Oh, I just uh, I lost the phone out of the terrible. muffin. Man. But it, but it was uh, when you set it up. I mean, first of all, the fact that you didn't touch the the uh, wheelie bar or the chassis yeah. was pretty insane. And then all of a sudden, it started hopping. I that mean, was a little bit of me. That was. I thought it was the grass, like it was that. But it was a little bit of me too, trying to. 
because it was going so fast and I can't, I just wanted to feather the brake because if you hit it too hard, you could barely touch it. The brakes are so touchy on the truck, I knew it would just, it was going to come down. Yeah. So I was mainly using the throttle, but I was picking up so much momentum. And then at the same time, I'm trying to use the throttle rhythm that I probably shouldn't have. I should have been easing off and on, but I was going whoom, whoom. So every action of the truck jumping was my yeah. foot pushing the throttle. So every huh. time I hit, whoom, whoom, it was just jumping <laughs> vertical. And it was getting sketchy to the point, I honestly wanted to do it again because it was really fun. Yeah. It really was. And it got going that fast. It was so sketchy that I knew I was going to have a world record crash also. <laughs> and we're going to be right there to see it. Oh, I know. <laughs> and the muffin van. And the muffin van. <laughs> well, that didn't happen. You set the record. And, yeah. and there's a guy in the van who, it's not just like, oh, he's in the Guinness World Records. Like, we're all feeling pretty cool because, you know, we're in the Guinness World Records. That's something that's really unique. There's a guy in the van that now has three children in the Guinness World Records, and that's kind of bizarre and crazy. So, Mr. Dennis Anderson, uh, thanks for being with us here. Uh, are you, what's it feel like to have Ryan, Adam, and Kristen all in the record books? Well, I gotta say, you know, for 35 years, this old guy never set a world record, okay? Yeah, you did. Well, going across the Curry Tuck Sound? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right. Tell so them about that. Yeah, so they're feeling sorry for me. Yeah. <laughs> the old man, the old man got in the truck in 1994. I went across the Curry Tuck Sound, seven and a half miles, swam the truck to the other side from Poplar Branch Landing, right in North Carolina, to the Whalehead Club Mansion over in Corolla, Corolla Beach, and um, that nobody had ever gone that far in a monster truck. Usually, they go out and they floated them before. They just go out, and make a little arc, and come back in. You know, so when he means float, it's like yeah. legit. No, yeah, does not yeah. touch bottom. You turn, this is a monster truck right. floating, right? And, 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 you, and you could steer it. So, like, and when you're going along, so I didn't have the blower motor in it. You know, taking the big 540 out, all of our race stuff, mm-hmm. put the motor in the front because I, you know, closed the back floor pan in and put seats in there, and I had five people riding with me, so we're making a party out of it too. <laughs> And so I had a small block Chevrolet in it, and there was a hundred there was a hundred boats rafted up all day long while we were going across the Curry Tuck Sound, uh-huh. and it was um I had dual gear boxes in it because I had to put another re- reverse rotation box, but I took the motor out of the back and put it in the front, so I had to flip everything back. So I had this custom-made aluminum gearbox. That was the loudest gearbox I have ever had. Now, my ears still ring to this day <laughs> from the seven-and-a-half-hour trip across that sound. I even put a recap tire and band clamped it around it, trying to quiet it down day, the day prior to Gosh. doing the swim. But anyway, that was as close or the you know a world record that I'd done, but they didn't record it in the Guinness World Book record. Mm. So but now this is going to be recorded in my kids' So I still have skin in the game. Yeah. You know, and you know, one respect, I am so proud of my kids, but you know, I'm so jealous of my kids yeah. that I never got in the Guinness World Book record, you know. I set a record, but I wanted to get in that Guinness World Book, you know. But now you got three kids in it. I which got, is insane. Like who gets to say yes, they have three I know children? It. Instantly. So, of, of all of us that, that You know, always... the one the one's in for eating the world's largest bowl of fajita. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Anderson. Yeah. Kristen yeah. Anderson. That's not the Guinness World Book record. That's the Anderson that World Book record. Pretty, yeah. Probably or the that. Anderson family record book. Oh, yeah. that was... But how did you even figure out that a, a moss truck would float to begin with when you wanted to do this thing across the sound? Well, back, back in the uh, way in the early 80s, we done it over in Puerto Rico, 
And um, honestly, I took one of my buddy's trucks. He was afraid to do it, but he told me I could do it with his truck. <laughs> so I backed his truck into the water and it started floating. Huh. I had a bunch of people in it. I just kept creeping back, creeping back. I was like, man, this thing floats. And then we figured out that you can float, you know, anywhere between, you know, 12 and 15,000 pounds with four monster truck tires. Gosh. But there's a trick to it because you can turn them over very easy in the water. Hmm. If you run up on a shoal, meaning like say the water's two foot deep and you ran up on this sandbar and it had a really steep drop off, like, you know, 10 foot on the other side. If that thing got on one, you know, two wheels got smashed down and the water gets over top of the tire, it will suck it under. It's like taking a ball in a pool, you know, no, when you like push tube, it down. You know, when yeah. you try to climb you know, on the tube, yeah. it flips you. And it tricks all around. Uh-huh. Well, that happened, and that happened in California a long time ago with another one of my buddies, and we turned his truck over in the water and, um, and got in big trouble for it. Man, who who in the world uh, wants to keep putting trucks in water, man? Well, we did, I but want we, to. we yeah, did. I hey, do. no, but we've had to figure it out. You know, yeah. we, we weren't paving the road; we were we were taming the seas. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you guys could do it. Well, and that's what's ridiculous. We've been talking about it a lot on uh, Discovery Channel and stuff as we're filming, and just saying, you know, it, it's cool to take something out of its natural environment, its natural habitat, and try to figure out what else it'll do. Like we don't know; no one's ever seen a a 12,000 pound truck do a forward momentum double backflip. No one's seen a truck uh, uh, bicycle like like Ryan Anderson does or go as high as Kristen Wynn or that, you know, a truck do as many donuts as Or as did. fast as Bryce Kinney. As fast as Bryce No, but hey, hey li- li- listen, listen to everything that you're saying though. Yeah. It's like what a universal vehicle we have created. A monster truck. It can float, it can swim in the water, it can turn backflips in the sky. It can do the longest wheelies. It can do, you know, multiple things that if you said, well, I can just do that with a pickup truck. No, you won't. You Go can't right do ahead. none of that. You know, right there's ahead. like maybe the speed record that you did. Yeah. Yeah, we maybe thought that. about that's maybe what we wanted to do when you're doing the speed record. We're going to take the muffin van, shuts down at 97. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to just be doing like footage running beside you. Yeah, in the other lane. <laughs> well, did you ever think, I mean, obviously when years back when you started Grave Digger, you didn't imagine that it would be uh, even what it is today, but let alone like the sport grow into what it is. I mean, what is it for you to stand out here and see just the escalation of a sport that obviously you played arguably the biggest part and had such the probably the biggest hand in creating and growing. I mean, without Dennis Anderson, what is a monster truck today in 2020? But how does it, what goes through your mind out here in the field? Well, you know, I just, I look at all the new technology and everything that, that we've done, you know, through the years and um, and just the production of how big and how many people know what monster trucks are. Because in the beginning, you know, the monster trucks, it was just a few of us and we were, we were the good old guys going to the tractor pulls and it was basically, you know, the, nothing but pure country folk and gearheads that would go to the competitions. And now we have all walks of people. We have what I call and consider is the concrete cruising city slickers mm-hmm. that don't know anything about a 540 or a planetary or gearboxes or any of that. And they love to come to the events. And the grassroots of that came from diecast and TV and five-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? It's like when you, and when we put all three of those elements together, then the monster truck was on a, it was like on a bypass to success. It was gonna really, really, you know, because, and you gotta look at it like this, Bryce. 
you know, you, you we could cater to all of our hot rod friends, and there's 800 of them. You cater to mom and the kids, and say if there was 800 of moms out there, and they got a couple kids apiece, look at all the people we got coming now. Mm -hmm. So the success really, um, you know, for monster trucks and paving their way was, um, you know, was it, it wasn't it, the moms. It, it wasn't just the moms. It's the, the entire family. Well, yeah. well, that's what I mean. But, yeah. You know, yeah. It was just a transition <laughs> of changing over, you know, and getting to that part to where I used to always think, you know, every year, you know, what? How long is this going to last? What am I? What am I going to be doing next year? I went to multiple teams, and I was sitting there with three monster trucks that were, you know, even back in the day, they were ninety-five thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. And I had three of them, tractor trailers, and thinking, God, man, is this, am I going the right way? Is this really going to happen? Is it going to keep going? And, um, and then there was, a, there was a part in my life that I saw that we got over the hump. The road is paved, and we're going, man. There had so many, so many teams of people that got linked to it, and, you know, and just all of the marketing and television and, and toys and all of that that, um, you know, that, that keeps us to the level that we're at. And being hooked up with, you know, Fell Motorsport Entertainment, uh, Monster Jam, um, you know, it's people like that that uh, it sticks us out here. It's a big investment, mm -hmm. but um, it's, I, I'm just, I'm honored to be a part of it, you know. I was, I was a pioneer of the freestyle competition. I was a pioneer of the rear engine monster truck. And, um, and for, you know, for me to see all of that still in the game 38, 39 years later, I'm proud of that and you know the kids carrying on a legacy and my whole family you know following you know following my footsteps that I never thought was going to happen. Well you talk about freestyle and and uh, you know freestyle obviously some people might think oh Dennis Anderson did that as a marketing ploy as you know some new promotional item you did it out of survival from what I understand yes talk about that very first freestyle attempt or idea because I think it was where West Lebanon yeah no Speedway, actually where was no it? no it wasn't it was actually it was actually in um, in Bowling Green Ohio at a fairground is where I'd done the first one and then I started out in um, in the West Lebanon on the mm -hmm. New York miniseries and I mean, one reason was I mean and the way that it got started was is back in the day we started racing and we were purse racing Meaning that every round that you went, you could get another couple hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars. So for fast qualifier, you got paid seven hundred and fifty dollars. And this is how I got my nickname, One Run Anderson. So I would roll in there, and even my crew would go, "Man, why did you run that hard and break the truck?" I said, "Dale, Keith, don't worry about it. We got it. I got seven hundred fifty bucks. Back then, seven hundred fifty dollars would, you know, take care of us up and down the road. We could get there and get back." And so all I was doing was capturing that 750 first. Everything after that was a bonus. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it took me a while to get to any other bonus money. And I think I won it maybe twice. And I think it was like $2,700 is what you would win if you got, you know, to the final round. And then I figured out that, um, you know, one run Anderson coming out. If I was the first guy on deck, you got to see me run for, you know, for 42 seconds. And Gravedigger was done, and it was in the back because it was broke. Well, one day I came, I, I came in with a, ton, you know, a ton of T-shirts, checked them in to the stadium, and you know, I want to sell T-shirts. That's going to help me get nuts and bolts, fuel up and down the road, 
and I come out and do one of my crazy runs, win fast qualifier, getting it back, and all I'm thinking is, is God, man, I owe Randy O'Rell, you know, a few thousand dollars on these T-shirts when I get home. So we're, you know, I'm in the tank here, and we, and it was just transmission in one drive shaft. Fix the drive shaft, put, put a transmission, a yeah, yeah. And, and put a transmission in it, put a transmission in it, and so I go up and tell Ed, with this, was a guy that was running, Ed Hart was running the show, and I said, Ed, I said, I need to come back out, and I want to do a freestyle, and just run all, he goes, a freestyle, what do you mean? And, you know, first thing, he's fam- he's a funny guy, oh, you're going to run for free? I said, well, basically, but what I really want to do is I want to do a freestyle, I want to just run all over the track. I'm going to hit everything backwards because, you know, we had cars, we had iron wall cars with just a teeny bit of dirt. Just started using dirt on one side of the cars back then. And um, the other side was still iron wall, fresh. Nobody hit them. You could get bonsai air off of them, you know. <laughs> so I went out and thrashed on the truck, me and my crew. I came back out, and I'm going to tell you, that was when I figured out, and you're going to like this one, Bryce, there is a gravedigger God. Because that guy, that gravedigger God, rode with me that night at that at that uh, fairground. When I turned around and was hitting all of this stuff backwards, and I'd just fly through there, and I didn't even care. I'm in Leave Springs with a lap belt, and I did not even care. So, and I'm hitting the, you know, just slapping it down on the ground. It's rebounding off of these Leave Springs, and when it would hit the ground, I was like, Oh God, it's still going. Oh God, it was the it was the longest run that truck had ever made in its history right then. And I just kept binging and banging all around the track. And um, and then it was like after that, the same promoter, when I come back, you know, a few weeks later, we had a little string of shows. And he goes, hey, you're going to do that freestyle thing again? I said, absolutely. Hmm. And I didn't even care about the purse racing yeah. because, you know, t-shirt. t-shirt sales, you know, were off the chain then, you know. And that's when I was, you know, and I wasn't thanking my fans then. But after I got down the road and thinking, wow, man, I'm buying you know, two blower motors, building another truck and all of that. And it was because of t-shirt sales. And that's when I started thanking my fans for every nut and bolt of my truck and every shingle of my roof. And I truly meant it because that's how that's how we got to where we are today, right here in the muffin van. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. Right. The muffin yeah. van. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's the culmination of so oh, many years man. of hard work. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome, Dennis. Well, thanks, man. Uh, well, we are being called up to stage, uh, unless anything. Barry, you got any other, anything else to, to offer everybody, our friend? Man, I'm good. I'm glad to be a part of the Muffin Van journey. Yeah, what an honor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, one thing we, we uh, Bryce mentioned ever so briefly, and we didn't really talk about, it, is that we're still not totally done with this, even though when you're hearing this, it's going to be way done, and you're going to yeah. see it on air. But... There's still another attempt to be had on a forward momentum double backflip. Yeah. Uh, it, and um, the ramp alone is the most intimidating, frightening thing that's ever happened in Monster Jam. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. he, I mean, when he, he's not even jumping it right now. Mm-hmm. It just, it is crazy. We're just looking at it. Yeah. 30 yeah. plus feet of ramp. It doesn't even look like it belongs. It looks like a toy. That's what somebody yeah. said. It looks like a theme park ride. Like yeah, it's the beginning of a roller coaster maybe? Or? It looks what like it? some kind of a big slide. Some kind of a freaking uh, slide or something. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, like I think we would all feel a lot better if someone had done it before. Yeah. Like, you yet to have any success. Yeah, it's, it's not been done. What's that? Attempt 12? Yeah. Not, not here. There's been lots of attempts at MJU. Yeah. Um, 
and now that was a one more attempt here. Yeah. That's to it was to twelve, a, yeah, attempts, and yet to be successful. Yeah, if Todd, if he pulls it off, man, that's gonna. Did he pull it off um, when he when they did the brodozer thing? He did a one, a one. single. Oh, one. He did a single, yeah. just like oh, we okay, did okay. just now yeah. off yeah. of it, kind of. When the motor let go, but we're yeah. So uh, obviously, if he pulls this off, it, it's because of the culmination of a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Um, and uh, just, I don't know, the physics behind something like this is ridiculous. So going from Dennis Anderson's survival mode to sell a few more t-shirts to, to keep the dream alive to us coming out here to try to do a uh, four momentum double backflip. Let's be honest, I'm kind of happy that I'm not the one in the truck. Yeah. But oh, you think yeah. about the difference between over the last 35 plus years of just the sport. Obviously, and what's, what's, what's crazy is this isn't the culmination though. Like, even the four momentum double backflip, the sport's not going to stop here. If he pulls it off or doesn't, like it's going to continue to grow. And yes. uh, the more momentum we can all put into it, it's just an honor for us to have been a part of it. It's fun to put our names in the history books, but hey, records are made to be broken. So there's so much more work to be done. And here on Gears and Nachos, you're going to keep, you're going <laughs> to hear it first. Right on. <laughs> hey, and I have one more thing to say to our listeners, our viewers. We love you guys, and thank you for every nut and bolt on our trucks and every shingle on our roofs. We'll be back. And every muffin in our van. Yeah, every, every muffin, muffin in, in our van. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See ya.